ComC is happy to offer their new discounted consignment service, ComC Fresh Pulls. Effective immediately, ComC is offering 50% off processing fees for all newly released trading card consignments. To qualify, cards must be received within 90 days of the hobby release date and submitted using the Elite, Select, or Mailbox processing service level. ComC is happy to announce their December auction event. For the whole month of December, ComC is now offering auctions on all cards with no minimum auction fee. Submit your items today. To stay up to date with ComC and all their newest promotions, follow ComC on all social media at CheckOutMyCards, one word, on all platforms. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. We're here in December, the beginning of December. We're on the home stretch of 2021. It's the holiday season. I am in a good mood. We've got the house decorated. The girls are doing their sports seasons, which is fun to go watch them play and compete. And the the shop is in full Christmas season. We've got people coming in and doing some Christmas shopping and and having a lot of fun doing that kind of stuff, having some good conversations with people coming in, seeing some interesting things come in the door. So a lot of good things happening right now. And I am also super excited about today's conversation and the podcast that I get to bring you today. I have an interview with David Peck, one of the premier wrestling card collectors in the hobby and we have a a great conversation about his background in collecting wrestling cards what he's looking for what motivates him to have one of the very best wrestling card collections out there and so i hope you enjoy hearing this conversation with david First, I'm going to tell you about Underdog Collectibles, the online shop run by collectors for collectors. They break new product every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday night. You can find out what they're breaking at udogcollect.com. You can also join their Facebook group, subscribe on their YouTube page if you want to watch that, and you can also check out their physical brick-and-mortar shop in Knoxville, Tennessee. Check out udogcollect.com and tell them Waxpack Hero sent you. David, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. No problem. You are probably regarded as having one of the top wrestling card collections of, of anybody out there. And so I thought it would be great to bring you on and talk a little bit about wrestling and wrestling cards. From time to time, I've had a few other wrestling collectors come on. Zan Morning has been on with me and talking wrestling. And I know you've been a part of, of his show and have been on his show, I believe, uh, in the past. And so maybe... Let's just start, for those that may not know you, introduce yourself and talk a little bit about how you started getting into to cards and wrestling cards. Well, um, I started collecting baseball cards in 1985, and, and so I, I collected uh, into my early 20s. I'm 42. And then at... Took a couple years off. I was just getting my career going. And then, you know, I sort of dabbled in some graded cards, the Roger Clements, Ken Griffey Juniors, um, and, you know, just kind of fooled that a little bit for a couple years. I would check eBay from time to time just to kind of keep up with, 
baseball cards and um but but i just really wasn't active i mean quite frankly i was um more interested in and in trying to trade in the stock market and you know pay for my wife's wedding ring and you know just sort of different stuff and so anyway i got I got killed in the market in 08 and 09 uh, trading options. And uh, it was really a bittersweet situation. And so I just was like, gosh, you know, I'm so tired of just lighting money on fire, you know? And so I was like, uh, Brock Lesnar was going into, he was in the UFC, but it was UFC 100. So it was like a big deal. And I said, you know, let me get on um, eBay and see. I remember Brock had tried out for football, let me see if he's got some football cards. I, I, I kind of felt like he did. And so I bought uh, some Brock football cards. I, I bought a, uh, that tops had this patch like UFC thing. And, you know, it's funny. It's finally back to what I paid for it. 50, I bought two of them for 50 bucks a piece, um, bought some, you know, Brock wrestling cards. And then, you know, I, I said, geez, uh, Hulk Hogan had an 85 tops card when I was a kid. Let me just kind of see what that goes for. And I stumbled on a listing for the 82 um, series a, well, let me just say that a little better 1982 wrestling all-stars series a and series B. And the guy, there was two graded cards. There was a Hogan and a Jerry Lawler, both PSA nine. And then the 82 B had Iron Sheik, BGS 9-5, Slaughter uh, 9, and Tito Santana 9. And so the guy wanted uh, $400 and 359 And, you know, at the time I thought, geez, that, that, that's more than I'm like really comfortable spending. So I watched the auction for a week. It didn't sell. And he started it back over at 199 and $159. And uh, I put in a bid and, and I woke up the next day and next thing you know, I was the winner. So I get the cards in the mail and I open up the box and the guy was nice enough. He sent me some of his duplicates. Um, and all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, Andre the Giant has a card. Ric Flair has a card. Kerry uh, Von Erich has a card. I was like, these are awesome. And so I just started uh, loading the boat and I, I, I um, started buying and buying and buying. And so then as we got into 2010, I had purchased a, a really nice sealed 1982 A set. And, you know, initially I planned to keep it sealed, but as the day wore on, I got home, I started looking at them and I was like, I got to open these. So when I opened them, uh, there were some absolutely uh, pristine cards. And so I signed up for PSA and I sent in uh, 15 that I thought were the best. And, you know, it's pretty cool. Um, in that 15 card submission and then my next submission, five of the 68 PSA 10s from that set came uh, from that sealed set. So wow. uh, then I at that time, I decided I was going to put together the, the best wrestling all-stars collection. and you know, I just kind of went, went crazy with it. Had you been a wrestling fan consistently growing up? Was that something that was, you know, you know, you talked about getting baseball cards early on, but were you watching wrestling and did you buy any of those eighties tops cards when you were collecting as a kid? Yeah. So I've been watching uh, wrestling since I was in diapers. Um, a lot of people, you know, in the eighties, obviously wrestling became popular, but here in Florida, wrestling was huge in the seventies. So championship wrestling from Florida 
was the uh, territory that, you know, that covered Florida. Well, it was arguably in the 70s, the top territory in the NWA. Uh, as you got into the 80s, Mid-Atlantic was probably, you know, arguably the best. But um, so my dad had went to a lot of the matches at the Eddie Graham Sports Stadium here in Orlando. So, you know, right out of the womb, you know, we were watching wrestling because he was watching wrestling. So probably 1984 is my first recollection of actually the shows. So when I watch them back on YouTube, I say, okay, I remember that. So I was huge Hulkamaniac. I mean, just loved Hogan. Uh, I've kept up with wrestling the whole time. I'm, I'm not a as big a fan of, of current wrestling as I am of the old wrestling, but um, I did buy a few packs in 1985 of the tops cards. You know, my parents, uh, there was, we have, I have three brothers. So there's four boys. My dad was in construction. You know, we were, you know, blue collar family. So, you know, money was not plentiful. So, you know, baseball was king in 1985s and, and, you know, Dwight Gooden, you know, chasing his cards was a big deal. So I, I bought a little bit, but very, very little. Um, so it was just not, I mean, a base, like I said, you know, if I had $2 to spend on cards, it was going to baseball. So that's why, that's how you treated that back then. But it seems like with wrestling being such an important part of your life and something that you are passionate about, once you finally made that connection as an adult with the cards from when you were a kid in the, in the eighties, that that just seemed like a, a natural fit. And so you it talked about then, fit. and you know, I think the thing that um, nostalgia, you know, when you look at what drives collectors, I, I think nostalgia is near the top. I mean, you know, one of the arguments that just drives me crazy that I, I try to stay out of them is, you know, people say, well, somebody just wants to collect for the money. Well, that's their prerogative. Um, I don't, I don't view there being like one right way to collect, but I think a lot of collectors, almost all collectors, nostalgia really drives it. And so I, um, you know, being a, a big wrestling fan and um, it, it connected me to the, to the past. I mean, one of the nice things about the wrestling all-stars is there was a lot of performers in there, you know, it was a regional based set. So you had people all over the country and in, in Florida, I wouldn't have seen most of these guys or when they were there, I was you know too young to know who they were. So it really was great because, you know, like if you take the 83 set, there's a guy named Tiger Mask. I, I remember vividly when I opened the first pack of those and they come in complete sets, but they're in cellophane saying to myself, who's this guy Tiger Mask? Wow. He looks goofy. So I go on YouTube and you know, much to my surprise, you could argue he's the greatest technical wrestler of all time. I mean, uh, his match or matches versus the dynamite kid from Japan are just legendary. So, you know, it was, it was neat to just sort of connect with a lot of these vintage guys that, that I wasn't aware of. And of course the, the ones I was. You talked about also, you know, setting out that goal for yourself to build one of the, or the best, no, 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 the best. The I, best I set. Nothing. Not one no. of. I'm sorry. We were at the wrestling all stars. There's nobody even close, and and that was by design. And how how was it? I guess where I was going with that question is, it sounds like your familiarity with grading really ramped up once you got that that set, opened it up, and the cards looked so good. 
what was it that kind of flipped that switch for you to say, to take it beyond just the nostalgia aspect of getting some cards of these guys that you grew up watching to wanting to get the best collection, you know? So was there something in there that just kind of to flip for you that just said, I don't want to just collect these. I want to have the best collection. Well, um, and that's a great question. And so, yes, there was basically what had happened is I had been accumulating, you know, quite a few of the cards for about six months. And when I decided to go with PSA um, as, as the brand I was going to put uh, the cards behind, there was a guy in the 1959 um, Fleer Three Stooges. And I looked at his registry sets. I saw that he didn't just have one. He, he had like, and might even had like 20. I don't, it was a lot. And so I said, you know, this is what I'm going to pattern myself after. You know, not only am I going to, you know, be in first place, but I'm going to try to accumulate a lot of them. And so, you know, for 12 years in a row, my sets have been number one. So, you know, basically, you know, right, right from that time, I just, I decided that's, that's what I was going to do. And like the 82A, I've got 12 or 13 registered sets right now. So, you know, it's a, um, and in the top 10, you know, seven are mine. So it, 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 I just, I wanted to dominate and it, it, you know, it sounds, you know, a little different, but that just was my goal. So that's what I tried to do. Have you expanded onto other wrestling sets from that era? I know, you know, you and I, it's probably been a year ago or so we were interacting a little bit on Twitter. I was asking some questions about some of the different food issue sets. Uh, you know, there's the Canadian Swanson set, there's the carnation set. There's a few of these other kind of oddball food issue sets that can be pretty tough to find in, in good condition and in good grades. How have you expanded your focus of, of building that, um, that collection beyond the, the, the all-stars there to some of these other kind of vintage wrestling products? Are you still yeah. all, for the most part only focused on, on the, the wrestling all-star set? Well, I have um, a lot of cards from various sets. Right. And so for example, like, you know, let's take the 85 tops, you know, I have um, the Hogan's uh, intense and yep. the, and the Opeachy, I have those intense. Right but I haven't built out the sets. Okay. Um, okay. So I have a lot of, of that stuff, but the, uh, the carnation set is one that, that we've discussed and yeah, I've got the, uh, the top set of those and, you know, I've been collecting those for um, I guess 11 years because it, it didn't really, that first little bit, I, 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 I don't recall buying any. And, and some of that had to do with just availability. I mean, I think it's easy to forget that if you go back 12 plus years ago, the number of active listings for wrestling cards on eBay was around 3,000. Uh, I did a search a year or two ago and it was like 100,000. Wow. Okay. So, so you could, you know, have said to yourself, all right, I'd like to collect these carnation cards. But at the time, you might have had to wait two or three months to actually see them show up. And what had happened was um, there's a really, and it's a great resource for anybody listening, wrestlingtradingcards.com is, in my opinion, uh, the best wrestling card resource on the internet. And so 
I had gone there to look at checklists. And so, you know, that's how I familiarized myself with, with cards that I, I didn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, the, the carnation uh, set, I've been actively collecting, like I said, for 11 years or so. And I've got five of the six cards in their top grade. Unfortunately, I had a, this was such a bummer. Probably like four years ago, the first Koloff's card mm-hmm. pops up in a PSA nine. And there's an eBay seller, this guy named Roger, and he's got a lot of aspirational prices he always has on his listings, you know, so they kind of clog up the, the feed because there's so many at high prices. And he listed it at $4.99. Now, I think a lot of people, they look at listings today and they'll see $4.99 is a lot, but there's a gazillion wrestling cards now all of a sudden listed at $4.99 or higher. Right. Well, three, four years ago, I mean, that that just was not the case. So I hit the buy it now. And I mean, like quickly. And I kind of think he thought, man, wow, I can't believe that this thing sold, right? You know? And so I get it in the mail. I'm so pumped. Well, in the interim, I had a um, a PSA 7, which at the time was the highest grade. Well, I sold that or traded it um, to a guy that I knew from the PSA message board, knowing that for my registry set, here I got the nine. I don't need the seven. It'll help recoup some of the cost. Right. I get the nine. I don't know if it happened in ceiling. I don't know if it happened when it was mailed to me. It had a surface wrinkle that was very visible on the front. Mm-hmm. Now, if anybody's collected the carnation cards and graded them, if you look on the very top of the back, uh, the biggest issue with grading those is most of them out of the pack have a slight wrinkle. And so you're looking at a five or a six maximum. I mean, if you've got a gym mint card, you might get a six. Most of them will grade a five. And so a wrinkle on the front is unusual. And this thing, I mean, it was a bad wrinkle. Like, you know, you couldn't help but see it. So now I'm out my seven. I have to work with the seller. He works with PSA you know, cause they, they had to take that out of the pop report, you know, it right. wasn't a nine. So I'm stuck with a six. So here we are three or four years later, and I'm still attempting to upgrade that card. But, you know, I think the nice thing about wrestling cards is there's a lot of cool ones to choose from. You know, I knew early on that the wrestling all-stars were going to be in a league of their own, you know, it just, to me, it was obvious. And, you know, I think when you actually, when you, when you learn the story of those cards and how they were offered in magazines and, and programs, if you, if you see the magazines and programs and you see that they use the stock photos for the cards, you know, it's just, it, it's wrestling history. So, and, and on top of it, they're the first um, sort of pack driven wrestling set in North America. Well, I shouldn't say that because uh, the Parkhurst is North America, but in America. Mm-hmm. So they just, they had, it, they were going to be the set, but I just at the time wanted to, to get my hands on lots of different wrestling cards. And uh, the Carnation set to me is, uh, I think if it's not the second best set, it, it's, it's easily in the top five. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, Zan turned me on to that when I'd had that conversation with him and I was able to track down the full set. Mine is raw. It's not graded, but 
Uh, it was fun to, to put together. I love those, those oddball food issue type of things. You talked about your affinity for 80s era wrestling more than the, the current product that's out there. Are there any kind of modern modern cards that you go after, guys from the kind of the current era of, of wrestling? No, um, I, I, I am very, very excited to see that there's so much enthusiasm right now around these um, regional sets or like, for example, I, I, it might be 2018 I, or 19, like the all-in set. Mm-hmm. You're seeing, is it Joey Janela, I think's the guy's name. You know, he released some uh, sets from maybe it was Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of them. And I think that's critical for growing the hobby. Just the thing for me is, is that I'm not necessarily a huge fan of the current product. Uh, I do think that guy MJF, you know, the first one of these I ever did was um, with Eric from Beckett and mm-hmm. uh, I think it's Fat Packs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he asked me about that and we talked about AEW and, you know, I was, I thought, I think AEW is great for the industry. You need uh, another billionaire competing because it, it, wrestling is tough to make money. Uh, you need deep pockets. You need to be able to stay in the game. And at that time I said, you know, there's this guy MJF and I'm like, this guy's awesome. Um, you know, he's got a great look. His promos are exceptional. And I, I love the fact that he stays in character. So Matter of fact, earlier today, I saw a PSA nine of his card from the all out or all in. I think it's all in. And it was at 350 bucks with time to go. So I think it's great. It's just that I don't I don't have a great connection to it. And I think the other thing that people have to do sometimes is sort of stay focused. Right. You know, you see too, too many people that they try to take their collection in so many different directions. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then they get bored or they, they run out of money or they need to sell something to pay for something else, et cetera. Um, I don't, I never really want to find myself in that position. Now, the, the pretty much the, the newest, if you will, set or I go to is 2002 and WWE uh, Royal Rumble has an incredible lineup. It's got Brock Lesnar, John Cena, uh, Bautista. Randy Orton, you know, uh, Stacy Keebler, you know, a number of people from that time frame. So I collect those. Um, but like I said, I think it's fantastic that you're seeing new product put out. Um, I, it brings in new collectors and I always encourage people uh, to get in the game. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting, you know, as you were talking, another idea came to mind. And, you know, we've got AEW and we've got Upper Deck now with the AEW license going to be releasing the first first set of AEW cards here in the next few weeks. And then we have the WWE changing hands from Tops to Panini coming up later on, I guess, early next year. And it kind of got me thinking, you talked about not having as much connection to the current wrestling product that's out there. And I sometimes find myself wondering in cards, if there are times where cool cards connect people to the sport that they're that they're representing before the people themselves are connected to the sport you know like sometimes it's it's i watched wrestling growing up that's what connects me and wants and makes me want to have these cards 
I think there's sometimes some collectors who love to collect cards and then discover a card and say, Hey, this is really cool. Maybe I should start watching that sport or, you know, maybe I should start watching that event. I'm kind of wonder if we might see a little bit more of that as the AEW grows. And as we have, you know, Panini taking over and releasing a fresh new batch of, of trading cards compared to what tops has been doing. I don't know any perspective or thoughts on that. I think that's a great observation. I mean, um, take, take soccer, for example, you know, we've seen an absolute explosion in soccer trading cards, right? I could totally see somebody that sort of saw those cards moving and said, okay, I'm going to start dabbling in these and then, wow, I'm going to watch soccer and I really like it for me. Um, just, I, I mean, I've watched a lot of wrestling, like, trust me, like on the, uh, like I watch it on YouTube frequently. Um, I, I tune in a little bit to Monday night raw, a little bit to AEW. I mean, I think for me, the tough part is that I, I don't, um, I'm not a really huge fan of, of the way the matches have changed. It's not so much even the talking. It's like, I, I don't understand how you can have 13 false finishes in a match. Um, you know, the, the part of like developing a character is like they have a finishing move. Like the person shouldn't kick out like nine times. You know, when Hogan dropped the leg drop on you, uh, Ultimate Warrior kicked out and you knew that that, that was like, oh, geez, what's about to happen, right? But every everybody else, it was like, okay, Hogan's winning this match, right? And so that made him sort of larger than life. I mean, there's other factors. But when you have a match today that takes like 18 minutes and, you know, uh, they're legitimately using their finisher like time and time again, um, I just, I don't, it doesn't appeal to me. Are there any cards that are kind of on your grail list that you've not been able to track down yet that you are, are still looking to, to actively pursue? Or maybe you don't, maybe you don't want to share that because um, everyone knows what kind of collection you have and, and uh, might try to take advantage of that. But if you are able to share, are, is there anything that's kind of, I want one of these and I've not been able to get one yet? Well, th th there is, but I, I'm going to, um, it's funny you mentioned that because I started to, uh, you know, so I'm active on Twitter and I think a lot of what basically for 12 years, you know, I was all over the PSA message boards, blowout, um, net 54. And, and I transitioned to Twitter because I thought, you know, it's real time. You get to connect with so many different people um, there's no moderator. You're your own moderator. And to me, it just seemed like where the industry was going. I mean, to me, you know, message boards are, are yesterday's news, quite frankly. Um, and so a couple of days ago, I was like, you know, I should put this out there that, that I'm looking for this. And then I was like, oh, no, I should not. <laughs> because uh, then all of a sudden, if somebody has it, they're going to hold me hostage. But, but what will happen is somebody else will go buy it because if I don't have it, uh, they'll, 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 now they have it. And, you know, that, see, we're in such a different time frame for wrestling cards. I mean, five years ago, seven years ago, people would just sellers, they'd go to the PSA registry and they'd say, oh, 
Well, DPEC 100 doesn't have this card. So, you know, the price is much higher. Um, there's a guy on uh, Twitter named uh, Joey Graben, and he has uh, the number two 1983 set. And I mean, he's like literally like right behind me. I mean, it's like half a card grade or something uh, different, right? And so, you know, we've played games with each other. He has, there's only three um, 1983 Wrestling All-Stars Hacksaw Dugan uh, PSA 10s. Well, he has all three. And, and he, you know, he's playing keep away. So um, I'm going to keep this to myself. It's actually not a grail card. I mean, nobody would guess it, right? Sure. It, it's not anything that's uh, uh, probably worth a fortune. It's just, it's eluded me. And um, it's something I'd like to get. And, you know, if somehow I track it down. Uh, I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> there you go. Well, that, that, asks, that actually brings up, you know, another question is, Maybe a way to approach that is having a, a group or a, a small group of, of people that you are working with behind the scenes, you know, friends or whatever it is that that you know and can trust behind the scenes to keep an eye out for you for some of those cards. I, I've wondered because I've heard the same thing happen with some other super collectors out there in other sports too, right? As somebody finds out that, that a card's available that that guy doesn't have and they, like you said, hold it hostage. I've kind of wondered if there if there can be a network of of connections or friends that, that you have that can kind of keep an eye out for some of those key cards so that it's not quite as readily apparent that that you're the one that's after it. You know, I wonder if that might be something that would work. Well, it probably would. I mean, I think the chat, the PSA registry, um, you you sort of show your hand, right? Mm -hmm. Like it exposes you if you have them registered, right? But um so, you know, I'm very, very close with Rob England, his uh, wrestling mm -hmm. card collector. I, I'm, I'm happy. I, it took about a year for me to get him to get on Twitter. Um, mm -hmm. And so Rob, you know, Rob has a stellar collection. Um, and, and I mean, he's got stuff going back to like the late 1800s. I mean, if, if somebody looked at who has probably the most diverse um, graded collection, I'd say it's Rob. Um, if somebody just looks at pure monetary, it's me. And so, um, that said, you know, Rob and I, you know, um, look out for each other to some degree, right. But because, um, I like, for example, he collects a lot of the signed wrestling all-stars and I have a bunch, but, but, but I'm not, I wasn't like trying to, um, piece together the set. So probably, maybe a year ago, there was a Ray Stevens that popped up on eBay and I quickly text him. And, you know, so instead of buying it and selling it to him for five times as much, right. you know, I let him buy it. Right. Um, so it could work for sure. I think the, um, you know, the reality of it is, is that we're in such a weird time where um, there's so much speculation in trading cards in general you know, this wasn't the case, you know, some years back. I mean, right. it was a little bit, but, but, but now you have a lot of speculation. So I think that the profit motive has really moved into the hobby. Um, not that it wasn't there before, but, you know, if you look at wrestling cards, they, so they sort of exploded in 2010 and 11 and, and then dropped in half. And then they went up again, 
for a couple of years in some cases, but not just a couple of the key cards. Right. Mm-hmm. But in the last, like uh, I credit Gary Vaynerchuk, yeah. uh, they, they um, and, and, you know, one of the probably smartest things I've done in my life was when I started seeing Gary V posting trading, you know, wrestling trading cards on Twitter. Um, I would respond to his comments with pictures of some of mine. Yep. Well, he'd start blowing up my private messages. And I, one day I said, you know what? I'm going to sell him one of my Hogan's because if he puts an 82 Hogan on Twitter, this thing's going to go, you know, up. It, I didn't know it'd go up as much, but I sure. mean, that'd be not fair to say, but I knew it would go up. So sure enough, I, I reached a, a fair price. Like, you know, I didn't try to gouge him because he's rich or anything. Not a day after he got the card, yeah. all of a sudden, here comes a video. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, that card's so cool. And that was it. That's when wrestling cards, they just started taking off. And, you know, so, I mean, it was probably going to happen regardless, but my, I made a calculated bet to throw some chump in the water for a shark and, and they bit and, you know, and it, it worked. Well, I really appreciate you spending a few minutes today talking. And, you know, if anybody out there wants to see some really cool cards, they need to go check out David's Twitter feed because he's always posting uh, shots of some of the, the coolest cards that you'll see. Why don't you take a minute to let everybody know where they can find you if they, if they want to check out some of the collection that, that you share out there? Sure. I, I go by DPEC 100 um, and, and uh, that's, you know, and the PSA registry and then naturally morph that over to, uh, to Twitter. Um, so uh, DPEC 100 at Twitter. And the, um, I used to have like a show and tell website on GoDaddy where I had the uh, uh, domain name of uh, 1982 wrestlingallstars.com. So I'm on Instagram at 1982 wrestling all stars. And, uh, you know, basically uh, the Instagram page is, you know, obviously a personal page, you know, a lot of it's cards and, you know, some picks and stuff, but my Twitter page is basically just one big advertisement for wrestling cards. Yep. You know, so the goal honestly is just to try to keep people engaged and, um, and, and, you know, I always used to have the saying, I wanted to take wrestling cards to the next level. So you know, we've been, we've been working hard at it and uh, we still got some progress to go, but you know, we've made a lot of strides. Well, thanks again for uh, joining me today. Very good. Thank you so much for having me. The sports card shop is your small town, local card shop with the global reach located in new Buffalo, Michigan. The shop is one of the most accessible in the Midwest. In addition to being an authorized Panini direct dealer, the sports card shop carries all major trading card brands, including Tops, Upper Deck, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, and more. With all that new wax, a half million singles, and showcases full of graded cards, you're sure to find something great for your collection, whether you're just starting out or a seasoned collector. The sports card shop is your one-stop shop. So call us, come see us, or visit us on the web and social media. Our phone number is 269-469-0140. Website is thesportscardshop at moco.com. The Sports Card Shop is part of the Moco Retail Group, connecting sports, the hobby, and people around the world.
Well, David has a great collection and a lot of knowledge about one of my favorite eras of wrestling cards, and that is the 80s. And so whether it's the main sets or whether it's these food issue oddballs, he's a great resource. He's always willing to engage and interact and answer questions on Twitter. So I would recommend going out there and following him if you have any kind of interest in 80s wrestling cards at all. Thanks again to David for coming on the show. Thanks again to you for tuning in. Leave me a rating and review. Reach out to me on Twitter at TheMikeSummer. Send me an email at WaxPackHero at gmail.com and let me know what you think of the show, what ideas you have on what could be better, and even some ideas on who you'd love to hear me have a conversation with. Well, that's all I've got for you today, so I'll catch you next time.